0: You're listening to the Circle in Rectangle Show Olympic Special, The Five Circles in Rectangle, with your hosts, Jamie and Nugget, to go through all the amazing footballing action of this year's Tokyo Olympic Games. The group stages are done. They are done. They are disappointing. (laughs) I don't know. I don't honestly really know what to say. I mean, this. They're disappointing for the men's side of the draw. For the women's, the Matildas played good, looked good, got the results they needed,
1: and they're through to the next round.
0: They're, they're out of the group stage, which yep. is all good. But um, yeah, that was an exciting week of football. There was some massive games, some massive upsets, some big scores. Yeah, oh, it's good to it's good to have like international football back. I think I was talking to my brother about it as well. Like, that's why I like the Olympics as well because it's it's not your main teams. Yeah, obviously, it's it's still like your big countries like Brazil and the Netherlands and Germany and that. But it's not the superstar players; it's the young ones coming through. Yeah, it's the future. It is, and that's that's kind of why I like the Olympics. And then the women's side, it's the best women's team. So, yep, I think they should they should cap that. I think the women should have bring a cap. Like you can have like more overage players because they're your established players and that. But maybe have like you have to have a minimum of like five players under the age of twenty three. I reckon the Matildas would be easy under that. Matilda's yes.
1: A lot of young players in that team. Kara Cooney cross for one, like future superstar. But yeah, maybe like six overage players, and the rest have to be under 23s. Because you could easily do that. Like the women's game, the future is always the youth. Like there's always plenty of young players coming through in the domestic leagues. So we'd probably hurt Team Great Britain. Uh, a fair few older girls in
0: that team, but you know they could. It'd hurt, it it hurt the Americans as well. Yeah, well,
1: absolutely. There are a lot of a fair few of those girls in their thirties now. So, but then we might not get to see Alex Morgan. So it's. Six or one, half a dozen of the other. Um, we were pretty good with our predictions for the women's side of the draw um, of teams getting out. I don't think we got orders that perfect, but I think we picked every team getting through that went got through. So I,
0: I, we, I definitely did. You, you did. did I missed one. Yeah, I you missed, missed one because you're a
1: silly, yep. silly sausage. Yeah, I had too much faith in Chile and not enough faith in Canada. So, but that's that's on me. That's on me. Like
0: yeah, that is that is. But um, should we get into the results, the the final tables?
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. The results are in.
0: That's right, the results are in. The group stages are done. We've got them here. We've got our predictions in front of us. And you know what? As I said, women's side, we'll start with that because that's where we were pretty accurate with our predictions. Yep. And we go in Group E Great Britain topping the group on seven points, two wins, one draw. Canada in second place with five points, one win, and two draws. Japan rounding out the top three, four, uh, four points. One win, one draw, one loss. And then rooted to the bottom of Group E is Chile on no wins, three losses.
1: Yeah, and they've got probably one of the best goalkeepers in the world in that Chile team as well. And so that was a bit, that was a bit of shock for me. But, you know, Canada, like you said, you had faith in them. That, I mean, a lot of their women play in the US Women's Soccer League. So you know they're playing in good competition and playing around the world. So they played really well, especially against Great Britain. Unlucky not to steal that 1-0 win. But, yeah, um, like we said, you got it 100 percent right. I picked the winner of the group and the second place. So you know, I almost got it. I,
0: I had Japan and Canada swapped
1: around, but <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a shock to me as well. Like Japan, third place in the group. Um, I mean, just shows you how strong that Canada team is, and how I'm sorry to Canada for underestimating them.
0: How dare you impersonate a Canadian? But it looks home ground, home, home ground advantage, not crowd home ground advantage to Japan, so they make it out of the group. Um, yeah. But we'll move on to Group F. This is me being a superstar and my big ego. I got this group 100% correct. I got Jamie had the top two. He had the bottom two correct. He just had the top two swapped around. So Group F consisted of Netherlands topping the group on seven points, two wins, one draw. Uh, Brazil second on seven points, two wins, one draw. Just uh, not goal as uh, good a goal difference considering yep. the Netherlands results of 10-3 <laughs> against Zambia and 8-2 against China. Yep. Um, <laughs> Bit of a bit of a blow out there. But then we had Zambia in third and China in fourth. So that is Group F. Nugget gets 100% correct. Gold star to me. I'm so good at this. I mean, we did kind of say
1: that the top two, Brazil and Netherlands, would probably get through on the same points. It would just be how bad they beat up on the other two. And the Netherlands... Correct. From that day is one. Exactly, <laughs> exactly what happened. Netherlands from day one beat the shit out of Zambia. So 10-3. But credit to them for getting three goals against a really good Netherlands team. So that's a pretty good effort.
0: So oh, And... I made the joking prediction was I can't wait for Zambia to beat Brazil, and they only lost one nil. Yeah, that's, See, that's a victory in my books.
1: Absolutely, that's a victory. Like, for, like for Egypt in the men's that draw against Spain, one nil to Brazil at an event like that is a huge victory. Like, massive credit to Zambia. They they definitely did not um, embarrass themselves on the world stage. They no, should they be didn't. Very proud.
0: Some good things that came out of this group are a few good statistics from this um, Zambia the first country in Olympic history to have four goals scored against them by a single player in consecutive matches. That's crazy. In the Netherlands, uh, one of the Dutch strikers scored four goals and in China, all four goals in their 4 or draw were scored by the same player. So that's great. And then also, thank you Zambia for being the highlight of this Olympics because they were the first <laughs> African team as well to have a player score back-to-back hat-tricks in consecutive games where the captain scored a hat-trick against the Netherlands and then a hat-trick against China.
1: That is... That first one is an amazing stat, and that second one is even better. Like, even though they got whooped by the Netherlands to have a hat trick, that's a highlight. She's taking home a game ball if they can steal it from the, the Dutch girl. But um, those are two crazy stats, man. And like you said, thank you Zambia for being some sort of a highlight for not just the way you played and the way you stepped up against Brazil, but you know, giving us some really cool stats to come out of the Olympics. Hang your heads, uh, hold your heads up high. not hang, no, your, no, heads do up not hang high. your heads. <laughs> hold your hang. heads up high. We're very them. proud of that
0: performance. It is very much well done, Zambia. Uh, it, uh, look, first time in the Olympics, so good on them for making it this far, and, and well done for making it entertaining for us. But we move on to Group G, which is our group the, from the Tilders, and um, tough group, tough group, and uh, surprising how it ended up. We had Sweden mm. topping the group on nine points, three out of three. That was, that was shocking for me, the way they came out of the blocks against the number one ranked team in the USA. Um, I won't get into what they did against us because that's, I'll save that for Jamie. And, um, and then beating New Zealand as well. But yeah, Sweden first on nine points, then the USA on four points, one win, one draw, one loss. And then Australia on four points, one win, one draw, one loss. Only in third place due to our goal difference, whereas yep. we beat New Zealand 2-1 and lost by two to Sweden. The US beat New Zealand 6-1 and that is their superior goal difference yeah. which is disappointing but Zealand. it's we're out of the group stage that's it that's all we wanted we said
1: in the previous show that if they didn't get out of the group stage that the coach should be fired uh, Andy Harper and Brenton Speed seems to think he's been doing good so far I disagree incredibly but yeah they're out of the group stage anything can happen in the knockout rounds we saw with England in the Euros you just get it all you need to do is catch fire Sam Kerr looks like she's in form that back line looks pretty solid. The Sweden game was a bit of a blip, but they look pretty solid against the US. They that was a really good game. I'm you know, like it's gonna be tough next round, but you know, the they, they get past that quarterfinal stage. It's all to play for in the semis and the final. They're every Correct. chance.
0: Correct. So we'll we'll preview those after this. We'll go through the men's group stages. So group A with host Japan topping the group on nine points, three out of three. Um Jamie got that one right. Jamie did have Japan topping that group, however, he then had them followed by France, who did not finish in second. Second place in Group A went to Mexico, so they make it out of the group stage on six points, two wins and a loss. Um, France in third on one win and two losses, and then South Africa, bottom of Group A, no wins, three losses. Um, yep.
1: I mean, Japan, no surprise, but France, what a shock. What an absolute shock. Um Credit to Mexico, but they looked really good. They were really exciting that entire those all three of those group stage games. So good to see them get through, and it'll be exciting in the next round. But France, man, disappointment at the Euros. Now not even getting out of the group stage at the Olympics with their a really good young team. Uh, that's that's a failure.
0: Yep, I would say it's not the strongest French team they could have probably put out, but um, it's it's still probably a decent enough team to make it out of the group stage. However, yep. they failed to do so. But we move on to Group B, which. You wouldn't believe it. Nugget has got correct. Again, four out of four. I'm so good at this. Pay me more money, Jamie, because we've got Group <laughs> B, South Korea topping the group, just as I predicted, on six points, two wins, and a loss. New Zealand, my boys, bringing it oh, home what? for us. Four points, one win, one draw, one loss. Romania in third, four points, one win, one draw, one loss. And then Honduras coming in, bottom of the table, one win, and that was against New Zealand. No draws and two losses where they got thumped 6-0 in the final group game against South Korea. But, mate, I'm 4-4 from again. I'm too good. Yeah, well done, New Zealand. That's probably
1: the highlight for Australian football fans on the men's side of the draw is that at least, hey, our little brother got through, so that's kind of cool. But Romania, man, really disappointed. I really thought they'd be better than that. They got out of UEFA to get into this tournament, and they just really... You can't say underperformed because it is Romanian at the end of the day, but I really thought they'd get through in second place. It was every chance of them getting out of this group and
0: you know going on to their knockout stages, but they, they bluffed it. They failed. They did, they did, man. Uh, we'll go in. South Korea had a goal difference of nine, scored ten goals and only conceded the one, and you wouldn't believe it, that one was against New Zealand. Chris Wood on the spot. Well yep. done, son.
1: Yeah, he's a prolific goal scorer for Burnley in the Premier League and you know, he just scores goals, man. He's one of those guys that he's always in the right spot and just happens to be there when the ball falls to him and he never he never misses. He always makes sure he tucks it away. So you know, he's a name that we've seen on the score sheets for a long time in England and you know, for the all whites he's just continuing to do it on the big stage. Mm -hmm. Well he's like fifty now, right? Like
0: fifty one or two. Something like that. And yeah, (laughs) so the Ollie Whites of New Zealand make it out of the group stage into the finals. So congratulations to them. But we move on to group C, which is the group of disappointment. It's not the group of death or the group of dreams. It is the group of disappointment. Um, <laughs> topping the group, we both had Spain. We both correct, but they are five points, which is a shock to me. One win, two draws. Um, so that was a shock for me. Um, the biggest hurt or hurdle or disappointment for me right now is Egypt in second, making it out of the group after their 2-0 victory over the Olirus on Wednesday night. Um so that's a disappointment for us. Egypt make it out on four points, one win, one draw, one loss. Argentina in third on four points, one win, one draw, and one loss. And then unfortunately, the Oliroos bottom of the table, one win and two losses. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but we'll go into more of that a little bit later. Um
1: yeah, it is just very disappointing. But it is. I mean, surpri- surprising Spain. Not as I mean, they went through on top like we predicted. Not as dominant as we thought they would be a little bit shaky by the looks of it but um you know they go through and you know you got to say congratulations egypt we really wrote them off i think a lot of people did it at the start of the tournament they um they did what they had to do a big draw against um spain a lost to argentina but um no yeah I lost, no, to, lost argentina, to argentina but um yeah that game uh wednesday yeah the other night wednesday night um that was a rough one to take for all mm-hmm. the friends
0: Very rough, so we'll move on quickly so we don't have to talk about it too much. Um, Group D, the final group, um, Brazil topping the group on seven points, two wins and a draw. Um, The Ivory Coast shocking Germany, holding them off for a one-all draw in the end to make it out of the group on five points, one win and two draws. Germany, uh, Rio, um, silver medalists coming third, so not making it out on four points, one win, one draw, one loss. And in Saudi Arabia, bottom of group D on no wins, three losses.
1: Yeah, we, we expected that. But Germany, massive disappointment. Um, we probably didn't predict them to go all the way and win it or be a chance to win it, but you expected them to at least get out of the group stage considering what you know their history is as being a powerhouse of football is. And they just didn't show up, really. I don't blame them. It's the Olympics, but still, they have a really good team and very passionate fans. And this is definitely a disappointment for them, much like... Not as big as France, but, you know, it's
0: up there. It is. Um, The one thing I want to say as well is, historically, European sides haven't done well in the Olympics.
1: It's the South American ones that go well.
0: It is, but uh, history repeats, as out of the four European teams, only one has made it out of the group stage.
1: Yeah. It's the one we predicted to win uh, as well, so... Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, look, yeah, history is on the verge of repeating itself. Europe not doing it well at the Olympics, mm. but... Look, it's all to play for now. We're into the quarterfinals. The finals start tonight, on Friday, the... 30th of July. The 30th of July, yeah. Mate, lockdown is really not doing well for the, the dates. I have no idea what day of the week it is. So the first quarterfinals start tonight, Friday, the 30th of July, and it kicks off at 6pm with Canada versus Brazil. 7pm, Great Britain versus the Matildas. 8 p.m sweden japan and then final game 9 p.m on friday netherlands versus the united states jamie we'll go through it what are we predicting for the first game canada brazil
1: man this this could go either way i want to say brazil will win it but looking at how good canada played against great britain and how strong great britain are i think brazil will still win but it's going to be really close i think 2-1 3-2 maybe even penalty shootout like penalty kicks um it's going to be close a lot tighter than I think a lot of people will expect when you put these two footballing nations on the same page if you're not educated like we are
0: we aren't educated so I'm going to go Canada (laughs) I'm going to go Canada I feel like uh, I think Brazil had too easy of a group I think obviously the only competition they had were the Netherlands and I think it was like a four-drawing out as well (laughs) like uh, it was a very high-scoring game yeah, Netherlands Um,
1: concede a lot of goals so
0: it is. um it was a three or draw apologies the four draw was the other game the Zambia, ah, Zambia China, um, China. Yeah. but um look I think I think yeah Brazil had a uh, had a much easier group so I think I think they don't they won't have the capacity to obviously come up against a, a solid defensive team like Canada um I, th- I think it'll only be a close game I think it could go to extra time but I think we'll, although again will be one goal in it um, I'm gonna go Canada one nil
1: I wouldn't mind that result to be honest mad respect to Canada. Um, so the next game uh, this is a a big one this is what we probably wanted to avoid the most but uh, Great Britain versus Australia 7pm tonight I'm going to go with the team I picked to win the tournament Great Britain they Mm -hmm. have really impressed me the Canada game they were a little bit off with a couple of different changes but um, they still looked really good when they went forward and attacked it was just a really good defence from Canada that held them out Australia look a little bit vulnerable in defence in the transition the quickness that great britain can get with like the likes of stanaway and bronze attacking down the wings is gonna put them under a lot of pressure and i think it's i think great britain will win i think two nil to great britain and i don't want to say that because I, I really want the matildas to do well you know they got the best player in the world sam kerr but i just think great britain is too solid and i think i just don't trust the coach that's that's really what it comes
0: down to like okay. jamie's the players the, trust.
1: the players are great for that matilda's team they are exceptional players top five in the world but the coach just doesn't seem to have a handle on how they the best way for them to play so yeah Great um, Britain 2-0 yeah
0: I, th- I think that's a, probably an accurate statement from Jamie in his in his passionate response but um, look I, I think unfortunately Great Britain will also get the job done um, I think it'll be 3-1 I think we will score but it will be a late consolation um, but yeah I think Great Britain will get the job done and move on to the semi-final I should be cheering that I love the Matildas but Team shut GB. up you're an absolute club <laughs> so we move on um, third game 8pm Sweden, Japan it's uh, unfortunately for me I think this is a no-brainer Sweden 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 and possibly Sweden three or four goals
1: you just can't stop them like they yeah, are very good they play 2019 FIFA quick players through balls get the quick strikers in behind and you can't chase them down that's what they did against the Matildas and that's what they're going to do against Japan and Japan, very technical, very passing, very quick themselves, but I just think Sweden's got too much of a bound. They are easily, the not so much the surprise of the tournament for me so far, but just the way they're playing is so impressive. It's so good to watch. Like their games, they're just exciting. <laughs> they don't play yep. boring games. So yeah, I think Sweden,
0: 3 or 4 0. I'm going 2 0. Sweden.
1: Yeah, they could back it off after they get ahead, so. And
0: but the yeah, last so game, very easy. Last game, Netherlands, United States. This is the game of the round for me.
1: Yep. Great Britain, Matildas is tight, but this one, Netherlands, high-scoring Netherlands against the USA team that started slow and poor but sort of kicked into gear against New Zealand. Um, I think Netherlands are going to knock them out, man. I don't think the USA... This isn't the USA team that everyone's used to dominating the women's tournaments. I think no. this is an aging USA team. Um, a lot of their fans in their own country are against them because of stupid political reasons, but... um. I really think the Netherlands are going to get this one. They know how to score goals, and they do it in a lot, like big bunches. They don't score two goals a game. They score 10 and 8, and against Brazil, 3. So I think Netherlands win this one 2-0, two, 2-1 two, maybe. USA grab a goal,
0: but... The thing is, Netherlands do know how to score, yes, but they also know how, how to defend. concede. Yeah. Um, This yeah game of the round, because I think this will be a very high-scoring affair, I think the Netherlands will win 4-3. Oh, I would enjoy that. Alex Morgan, a brace. Rose Lavella, goal.
1: Oh, I think this also. will be very high score.
0: What's this be the boring, dull game, nil or draw, go to penalties. Go to penalties, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was just going to think that, yeah. But
0: no, this this has this has everything written to be a very high-scoring yep. game. Netherlands concede at the back and the USA, quick counters.
1: And like, like if you're not a fan of football and you're trying to get into it, this is a game that you want to watch. It's going to be exciting. Some great, great team, great players. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. But I think Netherlands will do it. I think Netherlands will knock out USA and all the talk in America the next day is going to be how they failed and it's probably some politics bullshit that seems to be the only thing relevant over there these days. Yeah, so that would be... Well, uh, we've got mixed, uh, I I would say it would be Brazil, Great Britain, um, Sweden versus Netherlands, but, you know, I don't know how it all fucking lines up in the women's side. The men's is so much easier.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, we'll work that out. Uh, we will be back in two days. We, we said we we're going to wait until the final, but I think it'll be easier for us. We'll be back in a couple of days after the first round of finals Yep, to go into the semis so we can talk about it properly.
1: And then preview, yeah, the semis going yep. forward, so yeah. Just, it'll yeah. be
0: just a quick one, just a quick, little just a quick topic. show. But we will be back in a couple of days. But yeah, we'll move yeah. on because th- this, this draw makes no sense. I think, if I remember correctly, which I probably <laughs> don't, I think that the winner of Canada Brazil plays the winner of Sweden Japan. I think that's how it works.
1: Okay, so it's Group Game One versus Game Three, Game Two versus Game Four. Okay, I think that's how it works, which would make sense
0: because um, looking at it, you are going to have to cross go over groups anyway because there's like there's three, three. Yeah. But um I think that's how it works. I think it's one V three, two V four. Don't quote yeah. me on it, but I think no, that's how we'll it figure We'll figure out on. We'll we'll move on. We've moved on. We've got I've got Canada, you've got Brazil, we've both got Great Britain, we've both got Sweden, we've both, got, both the got the
1: Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah. So Consistency is key here. What just get it completely wrong? But
0: well, we move on to the men's. We move on to the men's starting tomorrow night, Saturday the thirty first of July at six PM, the Spaniards versus Ivory Coast, Spain versus Cote d'Ivoire. This is this is interesting for me, because obviously we've got Spain winning the gold medal, but they haven't been playing the football I was expecting of them, and the Ivory Coast beat Germany, or drew with Germany to make it out of the group, and they drew with Brazil as well. Yeah, we said at the start that we weren't sure
1: what to expect from them. They're there, they're generally pretty good in like major tournaments. It is, a, it, like you said, Spain, not, not impressive at all, like you before the show, you said they look a little bit tired from a lot of them featured in the Euros. This could be Ivory Coast's best chance to knock out a team that I think will win the tournament, but you know, if they knock them out, it's all up for grabs now. Japan could win it on home soil. But yeah, it. I still think Spain. I still think there's enough about them. They will control so much possession, and eventually it'll tell, and they'll get that goal from an Asensio Cross or a Pedri bit of magic. But I. it would not surprise me if Ivory Coast jagged a 1-0 win out of this one, or a penalties win, so...
0: So what? What are you, you've said a lot there. What's your prediction? Spain one nil. Spain one nil. All right. Because I've nil, got right. Ivory Coast two one in extra time.
1: Uh, see, like I said, I could see that happening. I just,
0: you know, I pick Spain to win it all. I got to stick strong to Spain. Yeah, we to be. I had Spain as well, but they haven't shown a they, lot, and I think they are tired. So I'm going to go Ivory Coast in this. Please be right. It's much better. But <laughs> we'll we move on. Game two, seven pm, Japan versus New Zealand. This is big because I like New Zealand they've made it out of the group so I'm very proud of New Zealand but I also like Japan they're the host country that they have been dominating
1: I don't see anything but a Japan win big like New Zealand mad respect you've done a hell of a good job like you did at the World Cup last time out but Japan on home soil looking really good in every facet of the way they play these days I think Japan 4-0 four, four maybe Ooh, I've, I've
0: got Japan I don't have them that big I have them 2-0 yeah I, see when I pick big scores
1: you go with the smaller one you're probably the more sensible person but I like yeah. goals if you listen to this I'm show, I'm the more one, sensible like one, goals.
0: says the bloke that picked fucking 4-3 in the Netherlands-America game.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you're not wrong. It could easily be 4-3, like the way Netherlands defends. But yeah, I think Japan 4-0.
0: Yeah, Japan 2-0, so we've both got Japan in there. And then at third game, 8pm, Brazil-Egypt. To make myself feel better, I'm going Brazil 10-0. <laughs> um, it won't be that, I know that. Yeah. Bra- yeah, Brazil wins.
1: I think three one, maybe. I can see Egypt getting a goal. They've got some high flyers up front, but Brazil wins this one surely. Like they've been pretty good. They've unlike their women's team, they've looked pretty impressive.
0: They have looked very impressive. Um, I've got Brazil. I've got Brazil two nil. Um, not ten. Not you because, sure you don't want to stick with that? No, I'll go with Brazil two 0 I think that's a more accurate scoreline. Um, it'll be a very close game for a lot of it. Not close. I mean, Egypt will sit back like they have in the against. Um, Argentina and like they did against Spain um, so I think they will sit back a lot Brazil will jag a goal in like the 80th minute force Egypt to try and go forward and they'll bag another one in the 90th
1: yeah. yeah it could happen I just think Egypt have enough about them to score there's a Salah Mohammed so basically another Mo Salah I think he'll get a
0: goal <laughs> no 2-0 but just the name and then we move um, on final group game uh, Mexico versus South Korea sorry South Korea versus Mexico as they top the group how do we see this?
1: Oh, this is a tough one, man. Mexico looks pretty good. Very impressive that they got out of the group with Germany in it. But um, France. France. France, sorry, with France in it, yeah. But Korea, man, it's almost a home game for them. You know, Not a lot of love between Japan and Korea, but you know, it's closer for them than it is for Mexico. I think Korea's going to win it. They've looked good. They know how to score goals. They're very technical. Mexico's exciting, but I think Korea's going to get this one 3-2. This will be an exciting
0: Three, game. 3-2. Two. 3-2. Two. See, yeah. I'm, I'm going... I'm going Mexico
1: 1-0. Tight tight game.
0: Yeah, very tight game. I think Mexico will get it. They've been playing some good football. Um South Korea is what they've only conceded the one goal and that was the first round against New Zealand, so yeah, this good this one another game that could go either way. You've gone high scoring. I've gone there Mexico hold on for a 1-0 win. Well, for go- for goal's sake, I hope it's 3-2.
1: <laughs> Even if Mexico win, I wouldn't care, but I think Korea, definitely Korea. Yeah.
0: All right, so Shout out interesting to again we've, won, we've two different games this time we've gone um yeah in spain i've gone over ivory coast you've gone south korea i've gone mexico Yep. but look that's it so we'll be back in a couple of days after the uh the first quarter finals to preview the semi-finals but i think we'll move on now we've had uh, a lot of games played in the group stages so it's look there's been some goals scored and there has been a yep. lot of goals scored yep. but we'll move on to our goals of the group stage
1: Him. Now we're talking yes, about we
0: him. were. Um, but look, <laughs> there was some fucking goals scored. You've got the goal of the group stage for the women's. I've got the goal of the group stage for the men's. Let's get into it.
1: We'll go with women's first because we've been doing women's first the whole show. Um, for me, there were some good ones. Um, New Zealand scored a good goal against the USA from a breakdown in play. A lot of goals for the Netherlands this tournament. None of them really stood out. But for me, it's um, Frida Lina Rolfo. Uh, she scored her second goal against Australia, um, and it was a absolute cracker, an absolute yep. screamer, as Brenton Speed would say, and it's it it stood above every other goal. Like it was just nothing Tegan Micah and goals could do about. It. As soon as she hit it, it was a thunderbolt. It wasn't savable. So yeah, Fridolina Rolfo gets my women's goal of the group stage, and yeah, definitely well deserved.
0: Well deserved, and it was also it was the winning goal as the Australia then failed yep. to score after that. So yeah, well deserved. Put Sweden ahead. In that game against Australia, and look, they didn't look back. So that's yeah, a great finish from Freddy Lino But we move on the men's. There was a lot of good goals scored in the men's as well. Um, a few goals from Rochellison of Brazil. Yeah. A few good goals from Germany as well, even though they didn't make it out. But I've gone with easily the goal of the group stage. There was honestly no competition. After I showed this to Jamie, it's same thing. Yep. Um, Liberato <laughs> Casase big. from New Zealand for that 30-yard thunderbolt against Honduras. They didn't even win that game. But it was absolutely cracker. From the corner, ball gets cleared out, shielded on the edge of the 18, and he just comes in from the back, whips it across the goal, top corner. Uh, It's a a goal. unsavable, unstoppable, thunderbolt, banger, top bin, screamer, I don't care what you want to call it, it's a goal, and it is a worthy goal of the group stage.
1: 1,000%. The second you showed it to
0: me, I'm like, yep, yep, nothing's been that. I don't think there'll be a better goal scored this tournament.
1: (laughs) I don't either. I think that's goal of the tournament already, so... Probably just ruin that segment, but yeah, you're not beating that. Like, abs- you'd have to score from eighty yards to, to come close to that. Like, or a bike,
0: or a scorpion, or something.
1: A yes, uh, Riley McGree sc- scorpion flick over the top. Like, you're not, you're not beating that. Like, no, lib-
0: Liberace Casace, Liberato Casace. Oh, Liberace Casace. I don't know. I've butchered your name, and I apologize. We apologize. Same with um, yeah. Fridolina Rolfo. We butcher your name too, and we're so yep. sorry from this, but. You've both scored great goals it's and scream, worthy yeah. circle and rectangle goal of the tournaments so far.
1: Yep, definitely. Yeah, <sighs> that Katache goal. Holy crap, man! That's a banger, <laughs> absolute banger.
0: But we'll but move on. It, oh no, you got something. Saw, to
1: say? Yeah, the second I saw Rolfos hit, as soon as she hit it, I'm like, holy shit! Like it was just so fast, like so fucking quick that it went the way it went into the goal. So yeah, both absolutely deserved.
0: Yep, very much so. But we'll move on. We've got some hot topics where we can finally let out our frustrations. So, Jamie, what have we got to start us off with? So, I figured we'd start with the
1: shock exits from the tournament. Um, We were very, pretty matter-of-fact, the way we predicted it. Two massive ones from the men's side, none from the women's, in my mind, I think, all the teams that got through deserve to get through. There were really no shock exits, but in the men's side, it's got to be France and Germany. Um, two UEFA nations, two in the last 10 years of international football have produced young players at a really good rate and have dominated young, like young under twenty one tournaments. To be knocked out in the group stage of the Olympics in relatively easy groups going into it, I think it's a huge shock and a massive disappointment for both those countries.
0: I would say so I think that's a very disappointing outcome for both countries are uh, Germany silver medalists in Rio. Yeah. Um they had a very good young squad then but yeah this is is a shock for them um same with France. France went their overage players are very overage. Um very senior seniority but um look there yeah, that's a shock shock for both nations. France France you should consider getting out of that group in the likes yeah. of Japan and Mexico obviously. Are two good teams but France you'd you Your back friends. yourself to make it out Yeah, um, Germany yeah, yeah, the only other competition they had was the Ivory Coast and they failed to get past them and that's why Ivory Coast made it out of the group stage
1: yeah you understand Brazil being pretty tough understand finishing second to them but Ivory Coast you've got to be beating them and you know but massive credit to Ivory Coast for getting out and Mexico like you said um, tough groups for them as well as it was for the Oli Roos but they got through it they, they did what they had to do to win and Massive credit to them, and in the women's side, I mean, you could say maybe Chile and Canada. That was a, Chile was surprised to be knocked out, but you know, at the end of the day, Canada has a, a hell of a good squad as well, and that was fifty fifty when I was picking it. So Canada no real surprises like, in the winner.
0: Canada are in the top fifteen women's nations. So. Yeah, I just thought Chile with best women's player
1: goalkeeper in the world. They have a really good domestic competition at the moment. It's growing over there, so I thought, you know, it's on the up and up. Maybe in a, another Olympics time, they'll be a little bit better, but no real surprise for the women's like everyone that got through I think we predicted so if Zambia had got through that would have been a shock you know at the expense of the Netherlands maybe that would have been crazy but you know it didn't happen but yeah the men's those two were definitely standouts shocking
0: Mm mm-hmm I think the, um, other shock, the other shock for me is I think what well, we'll move on to next, and that's... Chris Beath um, actually
1: doing a good job at the Olympics, yeah.
0: No, no, I, I find that a <laughs> lot. Right. He, he has his <laughs> moments. But um, yeah, well done, Chris Beath and the other um, three Australians. I had their names up just before. There were four Australian representatives in the um, uh, for officiating sure at the Olympics. Uh, Surely we had a women's when. one. But yeah,
1: I mean, like you, you mentioned it, Chris Beath, you know, we're used to him here absolutely wrecking games, including the grand final. Wasn't... Didn't wreck the result, but did wreck a bit of the game. But, yeah, you did a good job, Chris. Credit to you. I can't say you did a great job because it just would break my heart, but you did a good job. You did
0: well. You he did well. Um, you didn't fuck yeah, it up. The, um, the four Australian officials over there, Chris Beath, Kate Jasovich, Ashley Beecham, and Anton Shinnerton. I probably butchered that name as well. Um, they were the four officials that represented Australia at the Olympics as well, so well done to all of them. So, uh, recognition that they deserve. Um, it's not easy officiating, but representing your country and at, at an international tournament. So yes. Well done to them.
1: You are still representing Australia, so thank you for doing us well, doing us yes. proud.
0: Yes, very much so. But I'll move on to what I was going to talk about. In disappointing <laughs> and surprising, is um, I feel honestly, I think the Ollie um have underperformed, mainly because. If if you had told me at the start Jamie and I know we we both predicted them to make it out but if you had told me before yep. the Olympics started that we would come away with one win and two losses I'd say that's a, that's acceptable because that one win yeah. would have been Egypt and the two losses be Argentina and Spain which is acceptable because they are yep. very very good nations but the fact that we came out and shocked the world according to the tabloids that we yeah. beat Argentina 2-0 and then failed to make it out and in fact end up bottom of the Fair group So we get another point yeah that's disappointing
1: yeah i don't agree with the shock the world shit like we said on the show argentina was easily vulnerable to get at least a point out of because of the squad that they picked so shocking the world to me is that it massively is throwing massive disrespect to the Ole ruse and the way we set up but yeah you're right um we beat uh, we beat them comfortably like two nil didn't really look in doubt yeah they got a red card absolutely deserved but um you know, we did it comfortably, and then Spain, we played really well for most of that game. Conceded a goal, unfortunate, and yeah to to still not get out and only and bottom the group after that start. You, you're right; it's it's an underperformance. Um, after that Argentina result, you know, Graham Arnold said there's people back home that need this result. They need some sort of good news, and we got it. And then from then on in. They just underperformed, and we really shouldn't be going home. We should be easily through to that next round yeah. the way we started. But
0: eighty eighty seven minutes we defended against Spain very well yep. as well, um, and it had and to be a
1: perfect cross for that goal. Asenso put that pinpoint to get that there. So yeah. you know, and then but the then, Egypt result was just a just just a, just a, a shock, mind blowing. I, I had a lot of confidence going into that game that they would come away with at least a one nil win. I was actually thinking they beat them three nil, but.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's a it's it's very disappointing. It's disheartening as well. Um, they did so well against Argentina, obviously, to come away with three points. Unlucky against Spain, like we would never a chance of winning that game, especially the way Spain had been playing. Yep. Um, very high pers- um percentage of possession. I think they had like seventy percent possession against Egypt, and they came away with a nil or draw. They had about seventy percent against us and scored in the last three minutes of normal yeah. time. That's disappointing to to lose that game as well when we defend so hard, but then to come out against Egypt, a team that hadn't scored a goal all tournament, and to set up so defensively, they look they were all over us from from the kickoff. And me and my mates were talking about it. On from after twenty minutes, I didn't think we were going to make it out. I think it was I thought we'd lost that game straight away.
1: Yeah, I, see, I was working during it, but I watched the extended highlights, and it just. Like you said, you're set up defensively in a game that you have to win. You're immediately saying to the other team, we are scared of conceding a goal. We don't want you to score against us, and we're worried about what happens if we do. It puts them in a positive mindset, and they're going to go out and attack you, and you have already set up to not be able to attack. Had their, Oli Roos had their chances. Uh, Deng, unbelievable header, great save from the goalkeeper. Azani was put on a masterclass, the way he was moving the ball around. But at the end of the day, you set up negatively. You don't allow yourself when you do go down that goal to quickly change into a an attacking sort of mindset. You're you're already set up defensively. And what was it one nil after twenty something minutes?
0: I think something like that. Um. So like, like that. Also, take take no credit away from the Egyptian oh, goalkeeper as well. Great he, game, absolutely outstanding, keeping Australia out. they very very good saves earlier. But the thing that I think I'll have a spray about it later. <laughs> I won't talk about it now, but yeah, take no credit away from the goalkeeping performance. It's everything else that I'm going to spray about.
1: But yeah, I thought the goalkeeper had a good game, and you know, set up negative. You're not going to win, and they go home because of that result. Um, People wanting Graham Arnold sacked. I mean, it's the Olympics, guys. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's not the World Cup. It's not the Asian Cup. Give him time. He has. We have a really good national team set up, and it's only getting stronger when you look at how good that Oli Ruse team was against the likes of Argentina and Spain. They stood up to him, and you know punched him in the mouth, especially Argentina, but, you know, you're also missing Atkinson and Duke, so, Atkinson, best player in the A-League all season, Duke, unbelievable player, leads the team as a striker, good hold-up man, allows that sort of outlet of pressure when you're defending for a long period of time, can hold the ball up and give you that break, they lose that, Diagostino, not the same type of player, starts up front, and, you know, it's not going it, to, that did hurt a lot, like, you got to acknowledge that those stupid suspensions kind of cost them, so... Yep. But very very disappointing. Underperformed after the start.
0: Yeah, Shattering. I'd say so. Do we have anything else to talk about in Hot Topics? I think that was it for Hot Topics. No, there was only a short one. There was a few topics, yeah. but that's about it. But Chris Beef didn't wreck it. <laughs> no, no. But look, we'll move on. Something we haven't done in months because it hasn't been needed, but it's time for Jamie's spray. It's time for Jamie's Spray.
1: So, we all watched the Sweden vs. Matildas game. Sam Kerr, best player in the world. In the box, driving at the goalkeeper, every chance to score, gets fouled. Clear clear as day penalty. Clear contact. Referee waves it off. VAR has a look, apparently had a look. I don't. How can you not have a look at that and not give it a penalty? Waves it off. Nope, play on, goal kick, let's go. Later on in that game, Caitlin Ford goes down with less contact. You could have just said, that's just football. Both players going for the ball. One gets it, one misses in the box. Incidental contact, whatever. No penalty play on. That gets given a penalty. Sam Kerr steps up, misses it. Not so much a miss, more of a great save from the goalkeeper. But how? why do we even have VAR? If you're going to look at that Sam Kerr decision, and you've probably all seen it, she's in the box. Players behind her clearly clips her as she's about to pull her, like plant her foot to trigger. She goes down, and we just wave it away like it's nothing. That's clearly a penalty. It would have put Australia up, I think, 1-0 at the time. I think it was Neil Law. Totally different mindset of the game. Changes it completely. Australia's on top, attacking. Sweden, vulnerable, having to go harder. But no, because the referee waved it away and VAR. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in in that box, but just, no, no penalty. Let's play on goal kick. And then, just, I was okay with that, until the Caitlin Ford thing happens. And I don't think that was a penalty, but... It's almost like, oh, here's a get square because we fucked up so badly in the first time. Get squares don't work like that. The penalty that Caitlin Ford wins is at a time when Australia are desperate to get a goal and need the goal, I think, to bring it back to 3 all, As opposed to when Sam Kerr had it. Way less pressure because it's nil-all. Chance to put us ahead. Not a massive deal because it's early, but a get square in the second half, late in the second half, when the circumstances difference. Different isn't a get square. It's just a hey, hi, fucked up. Here's a penalty you can have this one. It's totally different. Sam Kerr should have been a fucking penalty. Caitlin Ford's. Yeah, you know a lot of referees give that, a lot of VARs will check that and give it, but in my mindset, if you give Caitlin Ford a penalty, how the hell do you not give Sam Kerr a, a fucking penalty? We always talk about like in the A-League Grand Final, the position, he had the front position and then their legs clipped. Sam Kerr was in front of the girl. She like lunged out with her leg to try and kick the ball away, missed completely, and got Sam Kerr in the ankle, and she went down. She didn't dive. And if she did, if you're not calling that a penalty, why are you not giving Sam Kerr a yellow card for diving? If you think it's not a penalty and she dived, like it just seems even on the international stage, referees continue to fuck it up. Why do we even have VAR? Like it's just such it it's it's good for nothing. VAR is good for nothing. It's to protect referees from making shit decisions by other referees making another shit decision on top of that. So. VAR should really only be for, I don't know, really bad, dangerous tackles because it's not right for penalties. It's shit for offsides. I honestly didn't even know it was at the tournament until they mentioned VAR will have a check of this one. But yeah, that was, all of Australia should be fucking pissed off at that game because that get, Sam Kerr gets that penalty. She buries it because she is the best in the world. We go on and probably win that game. At least get a draw out of it. But you know, disallowed, fucking let's play on with a goal kick. Mindset's changed. Sam Kerr might, might drop a little, her ahead a little bit because, you know, clearly a penalty that she doesn't get, but I don't understand, man. These officials keep fucking up and VAR keeps fucking up. Why are we still wasting our time with it? It costs way more money than it's actually worth for the benefit of the game. Let's just get rid of it.
0: <sighs> you done, Neil? Yep. 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 The one ref. thing I also want to say from that game is um the referee was at fault for the fourth guy.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she had a fucking horrible game. Like... Every every free kick, she seemed to want to hold the game up and talk to them about the free kick and why it was a free kick. Just let them take the fucking free kick. Like you're not the centre of attention. Like, yeah. I uh, fuck. I hate
0: referees. I'm gonna. I, I want to say some of the refereeing was bad. Um, I'll will go to the Australian Spain game, and I thought the referee was outstanding. The Ethiopian referee. I thought he was absolutely outstanding in that game. I mean, However, he had more control than the referee in the Argentinian game. So he did, and that's the thing. I the Argentinian game. I th- Unfortunately, the referee in the Argentinian game has cost us the game against Egypt because he let he let the Argentinians go on way too long with the way they were playing and the way they were acting. Australia then starts saying, alright, well, if you're going to do it, we're going to do it back, and then all of a sudden, cards come out. Yep. You can say what you want about the red card. Just because the player got booked literally two minutes before doesn't mean he doesn't deserve a second yellow straight away. It's a yellow card, it's a yellow card. He got pushed into it by his goalkeeper, yes, but there was also a lot of grabbing and pushing before the goalkeeper intervened. It's still a red card. But the fact that the referee let it go on way too long, I think Australia ended up with seven or eight yellow cards from that game and costly cards as well because then you go into the Spanish game. Mitchell Dukes, I thought the referee had a good game. Mitchell Jukes, I don't see how that's a yellow card. Nathaniel Atkinson was a silly challenge with no time left. So those are the two players that we miss out in... The th- Same with Riley McGree. We miss out on Riley McGree in the midfield in the game against Egypt. And then the referee lets Egypt lie on the floor for everything. Every time the goalkeeper made a save, he stayed down injured. And the referee just let it drag. I know this is, sounds like me whinging because we didn't win, but football, you've got 90 minutes. And you've got players laying down for eight, hmm. faking injuries or whatever. If the goalkeeper goes down three times, fucking get him off the field. Clearly injured. Clearly but no, let him stay down, let him waste time, let him have his teammates regroup. Get on top of it. Control it. There's Ethiopian referee from Spain. You're my hero. You are the best referee in this competition. Everyone else fucking get a good hard look at yourselves and fucking grow up. Except Chris Beath,
1: you did okay. You but did yeah. Well. I agree. That Argentinian ref lost control of that game really quickly in that second half. And like you said, we were the ones who suffered. We were the ones who got the cards. Yeah, red card. I thought it was a red card. I don't know what Speedy and fucking Harper were on about. Um, But, yeah, the Mitchell Dukon was really soft. Like, I think it was his first foul of the entire game, and here's a yellow card. And Atkinson's was just a bit of a brain fade late in the game. Obviously tired. Like, he played really hard the entire game. He conceded a goal. Like, you're going to get frustrated. But, yeah, that Egypt referee was – I hate – I think it's just a thing we have in Australia. Referees that allow these players to go down, get taken off the field, then come back on 20 seconds later. It's even worse when they go off on a stretcher, a la Abel Rekoba in the 2006, uh, 2005 qualifiers. Go off on a stretcher, spend three minutes getting looked at, then come back on the field. When are we going to stamp that shit out? That's why people hate football. That's why, yeah, it's the biggest sport in the world, but that's why you're never going to break into major markets like America because they see that shit. And they think, what the what's going on here? Like, why why are you allowing him to constantly go down, get taken off the field, then come back on ten seconds later? Completely fine, Look, run and let nothing's happened happen.
0: Like, if if you get if you get injured, oh, we play football. Where it happens. If you get like a, a little tweak or a sprain or whatever, and the physio comes on in international game, the physio comes. If you get looked at once and you're allowed to come back on, that's fine. I don't mind that. Yep. Yeah. But it's when you have the go when you go down two, three, four times and the physio's coming on each time. Twice, you're off. At least, like. Or it should
1: be some sort of you can't come on. You have to your team plays a man down for at least the next minute while you're on the sideline because you're right. They just use it to, There were seven minutes at a time at the end of that game, and there was no reason for it. There was no long delays, no long term injuries. It was just constantly players going down, physio runs on, takes him off, comes back on. Same with the goalkeeper, just lying down. He had a good game, but
0: very soft, very soft. And, and there was one not as well. The Australia to play. had the ball in their own half, started making a charge forward, and then the Egyptian striker just laid down expecting them to kick the ball. We he held onto the ball for like four or five minutes. And, and then when he realized the play wasn't going to get stopped, he just got back up and joined the defense.
1: I mean, we saw it in the Euros with Italy, like insignia. Like, it's just a thing that, because they, they know they're going to get they're not going to get a punishment for it. Yeah, to me, that's simulation. He'd lie down in the middle of the field, realized we weren't putting the ball out, and then just gets back up. How is that not a dive? Like, <laughs> that's as blatant simulation
0: as possible. Yeah, how is that like, not trying to alter the referee's mind and say, hey, we'll yep. get the play stopped?
1: And the fact, like, if, it's okay if it does stop and then he does get treatment and you know there is actually an injury but the fact that he just lied down because he was fucking lazy like sorry mate that's a yellow card simulation and then if you get that once you're not doing that again and other players on your team are probably not, not thinking about doing that again especially if they're a defender or a midfielder who's already on a warning so you're right some referees I mean the inconsistency between referees worldwide is, is amazing like it's never going to change but it's never going to change it's a there's no black and white rules it's perception there's always gray areas so yeah that's, until that's you unfortunate make it black that's, and white, there is gray areas yeah um, until you look, make it black and white
0: that's it for us we've had our rants we've had our yep. fucking whinges we're disappointed but we're excited there's games of football to play tonight there's games of football to play tomorrow night we'll be back in a couple of days time to talk about them Uh kicking off tonight first lot of finals for the women's i'm excited jamie I've, I've I've calmed down a little bit now, but look, football's still here. <laughs> still got games to play. I've Still got medals involved. I'm 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 all right. I'm all right now.
1: We're good. Either way, we're going to have a team in the semi. I'll have a team in the semi finals so it'll either be Great Britain up. or the Matildas. So. You shut the fuck up. That's going to be a great game. But yeah, so excited. You basically got like five hours of football tonight to enjoy. So enjoy it. Get around it. Watch every game. Support your team. Um, yeah. We'll see you guys in a
0: couple of days' time. We shall. See you then. Mm-hmm. That's it for this week's show. The group stages are done and we are straight into the quarterfinals. Please rate, review and subscribe and hit us up on our socials. They are The Circle and Rectangle Show on Facebook and Instagram. Drop us an email, cnrshow at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter at cnrshow. See you all for the semifinals.